week on the Koshcast. The Premier League unzips and swings itself around. We admire Giroud as Arsenal pulled themselves out of a quagmire that started with Maguire, and at Vicarage Road it was Firmino's wiry frame that caused Marco Silva to perspire. A special guest talks to us about Chelsea, who possibly had too much fire and conspired to lose at home to Burnley, Crystal Palace wonder whether they made the right hire, and Manchester United set West Ham atop a pyre and burn them to the ground. Also Eric Dyer. Elsewhere, there are the Super Cups, in Spain, where Ronaldo's abs will contribute to his absence, and Italy, where it's never Lazio over until the fat lady sings. Finally, closer to home, we'll revel in Toronto FC's brilliance as they log another win by sawing down the timbers. Let's press from the word go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter where we make jokes and stuff. Uh, it's a beautiful evening in Toronto. My name is Alex and with me today, Bernie Uche. Hello. Nearly married Bernie Uche. Very hungry right now. And that's hungry. More, that's more important, <laughs> more than, important. than the other part. Yes. <laughs> and Marnid. Hey, how's it going? Are you hungry? Uh, no. Nearly married? No. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about football. There's been so much football. There has been. It went from like no football to all the football. Wait, Gold Cup. Yeah, that's true. Um, International Champions Cup. Women's Euro. Yeah. Yeah. All under twenties. Under twenties, under seventeen. Oh, Cup. Under twelves. Actually, there's been a lot of football. Yeah. Has there? This this particular like summer, it never went away because there were. Seemed like there were more crazy stories than previous summer. Sure, but then you see the first like couple of games of the Premier League, and you're like, "Well, this is football." <laughs> <laughs> unless you unless you count defending, of course, because sure. there was none of that, and mm-hmm. it looks like there won't be for the rest of the season. Um, a good place to start if we're talking about no one being able to defend is Arsenal against Leicester, four ah. three opening day of the season. And oh. what I love about this, straight off the bat, is that after it, after the game, everyone has been talking about how shit Arsenal's defending was. Mm. Leicester conceded four. Yep. No one mentions that. No. Because that's that's expected. Is it? Yeah. It's they won the league. <laughs> yeah, but then they were terrible last season. It's a rhetoric. It's a, it's a stereotype. People love to talk about Arsenal's bad defending. But to be fair, it was horrendous. And if anything, uh, they were... I mean, Arsenal were lucky to come away with the three points in this game. The, the, the thing is, Arsenal fans will take it because the record in opening games has been horrendous. I think it's one win out of the last seven. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. No opening wow. day wins in a very long time. Start the season. I mean, specifically last season where Liverpool beat Arsenal in the opening day at the Emirates. 4 3. Yeah. If that was, if Arsenal had won that game, they could have pipped them into fourth. Like it was that crucial. Well, mm-hmm. the, the interesting thing about that is last season, Arsenal's uh, centre back pairing for that Liverpool game was Callum Chambers and Rob Holding, who'd never played a game for now Arsenal. Now it's Rob Holding again. And now it's Rob Holding, which is fine. Plus Nacho Monreal and Sead Kolasinac. Two left-backs. Yes. A centre-back. Yes. And well, have, one left-back and one fridge. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and you have Oxlade-Chamberlain, a midfielder, at left wing-back. Um, it, was all, it was all a great start of the season, as usual. Never yeah. prepared. Was this an injury situation? Yes. Was that, was that, was that? Uh, is suspended. Mostafi is slash injured slash still getting his break from Confederations Cup. Kind of similar to Alexis. And Mertesacker got a cut on his face. In the Community Shield. Ah, ha, ha. Anyway, so the game started off in absolute blistering form. Arsenal fans all around the world broke Twitter. 94 seconds in, new 50 million signing. Alexandra Lacazette with a 
first touch, his first touch ever in the Premier League with yeah. a goal. Like, it's like, what? How? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. So there were two things I liked about this goal. One was the uh, understated celebration, which mm-hmm. kind of reminded me a little bit of Thierry. Yeah. And uh, and that's the last comparison. I was going to say, you don't need <laughs> that. Don't you worry don't about need it. that at all. Don't worry about it. And then the other thing was how much Elneny did not mean that to happen. <laughs> it's like, good cross. Nah, he just whipped it in there, mate. Give, give him credit for actually not taking a touch. Sure. So that I'll give him credit for because he could have. That's what Arsenal players like to do. There's so many things about first touches in this game that we'll get to. But I have to say, that was, you know, Lacazette, you brought him in for the, I guess, in and, in and around the box, tip-tap, finish fits that. But he scored a very Giroud-esque goal. If you think about this, cross headers, like sure, really, like, this is, that, that was interesting for That's me. That's why the, the difference in celebration differentiates. Giroud would have gone mental. But I, I thought, I mean, it wasn't as easy as, as it may seem at first because it looked like uh, what's his name, center back for Luster, Maguire. Uh, no, Morgan. Yes, it seemed like Morgan was going to get to it, and someone else might have taken the concentration away and just kind of given up on it. But he still kept his eye on it, still put it in. I think Henri mentioned something like that in the Monday Night Football. Um, when he was analyzing the goal so it was it was a good goal started off fantastic and then obviously Leicester come back scoring two goals um, very bad defensive mistakes Shaka at fault in a big part for both unfortunately for him and then Czech for the first one with the header I'm not sure why Czech is trying to defend the ball that is yards outside of the outside of the post and then basically Maguire headers it back to Okazaki, the shortest player on the field by a mile. Yes. And he gets a header goal. But also possibly one of the most underrated. I, I think Okazaki is brilliant. I mean, he works hard. He's actually brilliant in the air, despite being yep. tiny. He leaps like a salmon. He does yeah. leap like a I salmon. I was waiting for the commentator to say that, and he never did, and that was... That's, that was that, that's reserved for Tim Cahill. <laughs> ah, true. Yeah. He's got to move it on. I mean, give him the kangaroo and give the salmon to Okazaki. True, true. But... Uh, yeah, Leicester back into it, then went 2-1 ahead with Vardy's goal, which was a brilliant goal. Oh, Again, Brighton's ball. Yep. Albra- Albra- yep. He's right-footed. Yes. Yep. That, I mean, that is spectacular. The swerve on that was brilliant. Yeah. It was literally half a foot too hard, and Czech gets it, half a foot too little, and the defender gets it. Was it. it was just ball. right. Mm-hmm. And and what what I love about Brighton is that every week you'll hear, oh, there are no wingers in the game anymore. And for the most part, it's true, but he, in, in terms of... You go, you go down the line and you whip it in. That's yep. all he does. And Absolutely. he does it so well. Um, after that, Arsenal did get a very extremely lucky goal on the stroke of halftime. Let me, let me tell you something about this goal because... I can't wait for this. I don't like Danny Welbeck very much. Let's just put it out there. Wait, wait. As a person or a player? Both. Wow. Okay. I thought you liked that guy. So No, 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 no. no. Not even close. He, he just... Anyways, this is what happened. He went on holiday to Toronto. The, the ball gets to him. Literally three yards from the goal line. <laughs> this is what I meant by we're talking about first touch. <laughs> and then, and then Schmeichel is there. He's beaten. Kolasinac puts it on a plate. Welbeck literally has six yards of goal to the right hand side to just slot it in. But no, 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 no. That's not what Welbeck does. What Welbeck decides to do is hit it into the ground. Horrendous first touch across Schmeichel between his hands. I, it just. He, he's so frustra- frustratingly average technically that I can't like him. So my theory on this is yeah. that his feet are just too big. Right. The, he's too clunk. His feet are too big. If there is some kind of foot reduction surgery that is possible, mm. he should get it. You might have a point there. Only because, for example, another player really? with Brenda's first touch is Romelu Lukaku. Yes. And his feet are size 13 or 14, something like that. Apparently it has an effect. It may, it might. I it, mean, I'm just saying he may be onto a thing. Apparently the Nielsen's ankle affected how he shoots. And wasn't it Ferguson that said Henderson's back or something, how he ran? Yeah, yeah. But, but then 
yeah. Yeah, and we and we heard recently East Coast head is too big. Like there's a lot of these little body parts that we're hearing about recently. And we're not talking about his ego either. No. Um, so Welbeck scores that goal 2-2 right on the stroke of halftime. I think this was crucial. Um, Arsenal fans at this point thought, all right, we're going to crack on and, and win this game somehow. Nope. Leicester come back with a goal. Um, again, surprise, Vardy surprise, from a corner. Piece. Yeah, Mares to Vardy. Uh, Mares really had a good game, actually, doing his best kind of uh, performance, trying to get trying to get that move to Arsenal, as, as many people think he wants Ooh. to get. Mate, he'll, just, he'll, he'll just, he'll, he's happy to talk to Roma right now. He doesn't yeah. care. Oh, he, he is he'll, talking to Roma. I mean, well, he should, as, Lester, long, Le- as long as Leicester accepts it, because they did say we're only going to accept bids from top 16, but I'm sure if the money's right, they'll, they'll allow it. Anyway, do they know Roma finished second? <laughs> yeah. The Roma said they're only so, submitting one more bid, and it was 35 million, that's it, take it or leave it. That's so fine. We'll no, no monkey business. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that went in, and then um, after that, obviously, Arsene Wenger with... <laughs> it's only Arsenal, where 60 minutes into the first game of the season, you have no more centre-backs on the field. <laughs> he basically takes out the only centre-back in holding, puts on Giroud and Ramsey, um, and Arsene Wenger's already upset on the bench 60 minutes into the new season. Things aren't going to plan. But then the substitutions really pay off. Um, Ramsey with what I would not, I mean, be afraid to call a world-class goal. The first touch was spectacular. That, the finish was spectacular. The ball from Xhaka was spectacular with the outside of his foot. Yeah. Everything about that was, was class. Um, and Giroud, the problem with him at Arsenal has been that he's been the first-choice striker. Everyone's been able to see the qualities that he has. Mm-hmm. But off the bench, he's a miracle worker. Yes. It happens time and time really and time is. again. And it just proved, again, I mean, there was, I don't know if you saw the flick that he gave to Lacazette yes. for a chance he missed. That was world class. Well, that's what created the corner that then he scored from. And the header, he's being wrestled to the ground, or, you know, attempted to be wrestled to the ground by two guys. Yep. And he holds them off and heads it, heads it in while fighting, he puts He puts Maguire to the ground, which then, again, I forgot his name, the other centre-back. Morgan. Yeah, which then Morgan uses as a springboard to try and get up to, to Giroud. He literally steps on his chest. Giroud wrestles both of them up. They're both big guys. And he still ends up putting in the top left corner. That, that was a phenomenal a ball. Because from corners, mm-hmm. people are literally grabbing hold of him. But he has such a... He plants himself. Like, he is a tree. But it's a yeah. good-looking tree. <laughs> yeah. Unlike the other guy. Like a but willow. He, yeah. Uh, like weeping willow when he's upset. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's just so strong. But such a cultured... Finisher, yes, with his head. It's, yes. it's, 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 I, those two things should not go together, yeah. but, it, but he makes it work. So the, the one thing I want I wanted to really say about this is that Arsenal went on a good run of form towards the end of last season once they switched formations ostensibly. But what we saw a lot in that run was that they started with the three at the back system, and it wasn't really working in half time or 60, 70 minutes. They changed and went four, two, three, one, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, four at the back. Yeah, exactly the same thing happened here. They weren't winning. As you said, they made the substitutions. Giroud and Ramsey came on. They went to a back four with Bellerin at left back, yeah. Ox at right back, and all sorts of nonsense. Two left backs, two left back, yeah. right? And and they ended up winning. Now, the the weird thing is that the first half of last season in a four two three one they were horrendous. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the thing is here that I'm getting at, but the three four two one gets results even though they rarely end games playing it. Right, I see what you mean. I, see, I think you have to give a little bit of... We have to, we have to, be, we have to understand the point that Mustafi, Koscielny... Yeah, they're missing, for sure. Soccer, like, these guys are missing, which would be sort of the back, you know, the foundation of a 3-4-2-1. So sure, sure. I mean, th- there are two main centre-backs that are missing. And, I mean, 
people, Arsenal fans might tell you that I think Monreal might start with Mustafi and Koscielny, not holding. So if anything, you actually had holding and Kolasinic out of out of position. Ox might not start once Kolasinic oh, can no play chance. in that position. So, anyways, it, I think from from Arsenal fans' point of view and Arsene Wenger, it's just the three points that were really needed. Yeah. Um, again, it's a point or three more than six of the last seven seasons at the start. So it's a positive. Quick question about Leicester before we move on. Yeah. Um, Vardy started up front, Okazaki behind him. That's clearly their first choice. you got Slimani on the bench as well. Where does Iheanacho fit into this? Um, it's weird. Iheanacho might actually play instead of Okazaki under, under Vardy. I mean, it's weird because he's not going to play out wide. I mean, they don't play three up top. They play... Well, two or one-one. So it, it's weird. Unless Vardy gets a, a straight injury or something, it's hard to see where he fits in exactly. I think it's just options. You know, they found a way to play with Slimani and Vardy at some point, but Slimani's out of favor because they don't want to play the ball in the air as much. So they have a guy who can run in behind. Yeah. And another guy who can run in behind. I think they just want to blitz people with pace, and that's eventually. I think that's what we'll see. Fair enough. Speaking of uh, blitzing with pace. Yes. Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool went to uh, Watford, and th- this was a game. This was an absolute. This was worth. It was a I think, I, I th- yeah, I think this was a seven thirty one in on Saturday morning. I think this was worth waking up for Eastern time. Um, Eastern time, yes. Are we, uh, are we gonna say that? what? See, it, it was a wonderful game. The interesting thing about this is, it's one of those games where you think the neutral, great, yes, yeah. love it. And I said this before. But really, we're shocking. Shockingly poor in many, many ways. Sure. In many ways, and this is one of the reasons why. When you compare leagues and you say, why did the big teams in England not do well? This is why. This, yep. is, why. this I mean, is literally why. The Premier League is the most entertaining and the most unpredictable. But it is not the highest quality league for sure. No. The, the top... Yeah. Go ahead. It, it's a bloody shambles. No, it is. <laughs> On a weekly it really basis. Is. And this is why in the Champions League, like Bernie said, you will get smacked. Yeah. It's because if Watford can score three against you and Leicester can score three <laughs> against you, I mean, Arsenal aren't even in the Champions League, you know, Madrid and Barca are going to definitely score seven against you. Anyways... Um, so, yeah, so Watford started the game hot. Um, Brita scored the goal, I think, from a corner kick. Hotford. Hotford, yes. Um, um, but we did we did talk uh, off-air about the whole Coutinho thing. He obviously didn't start. He's mm-hmm. definitely gone. It looks quite serious at this point. Uh, Klopp pretty much said he's gone. Did you um, say he's gone? Yeah, Because they, they rejected his transfer request. Yeah, I mean, they already... We saw videos today of, of them taking off his... Uh, Posters from the Liverpool mm. shop and stuff like that. Klopp pretty much said he had no say in it. Oh, yada okay. yada yada. Okay. Who? Sorry, who's who was filming that? A, a Liverpool fan on the outside just put it on Twitter. Okay, so like, was the shop open? Yeah, uh, no, but the lady was from like inside. You know where the mannequins <laughs> yeah, are, and she was amazing. like peeling his face off the glass. It was really like iconic. Imagine like there are people that are going down to the shop just in case something's going on. I mean, I, ITK man. I thought that Liverpool were putting up. You know, a strong stand the way they did with Suarez and that you know with the Arsenal thing, and he stayed one more year and then went. I I felt that's where they were going by rejecting his request, right? And I and that would have been very impressive if they did do yeah, that. Yeah, but for a hundred million, it, it's a bit tougher than forty. It 50. might be more next season. It, the way it, the market's going, it's Maybe. not only the money. At the, at the time, like Liverpool could have justifiably said, Suarez, this is a sideways move. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas Coutinho going to Barcelona is obviously a progressive step in his career, and you can't really hold someone back. Yeah, but he signed a new contract six months ago. You I, know, th- I think they can they can say no. We the, don't want. The thing is, Klopp you know. did mention that he feels slightly betrayed by Coutinho because Coutinho did say, "I really want to stay. I really want to stay." And at the time, I think he really did. At it's the just, time, there was interest from Barcelona. It right. wasn't new. But now the in- the interest was like okay, interest. Now it's like definitely we need him. We lost Neymar. Like they have tons of money. This is now serious. They're when not going to haggle over ten million. Like we're getting it. When you done. know that this is the move that. Puts you in the front three with, yes. with Messi and Suarez. You go for it. Yeah. Like as simple as that. Anyways, back to I mean, <laughs> it was funny. The game started and the two commentators. Um, the the main guy I don't remember who it was. And he asked the comic commentator, "Okay, so are we not gonna mention Coutinho?" And the guy's like, "Definitely mention." Coutinho. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Coutinho before Liverpool. Um, Liverpool started. Their, their weak points were definitely the right back and left back. Uh, left back was the and new guy. Centre backs. Yeah. Well, uh, sure. Goalkeepers. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Just, just defending. Yes, yeah, just defending in general. We did say <laughs> Lovren did make Okaka look world class. Yeah. Um, so Watford scored. Manny was the only one really trying to play any sort of football for Liverpool. A lot of tweets going on around the game saying that if Barcelona lost Liverpool play at all, Sani would be really the guy they'd be going for for that left hand side. Sorry, Manny would be the guy they're going for for the left hand side instead of Coutinho. That's not too far fetched. No. Thought. It really no. isn't. But. On on that, the goal that Mane scored, Ooh. what a goal. Spectacular. Unbelievable. The, the one-two with Emery Chan, the little flick with Emery Chan, then Mane's first touch to put set it up perfectly and the finish, it was brilliant. And, and the best thing about it was Moreno was involved and didn't mess it up. Yes. yes. Yeah, Moreno twice. At left back. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I was actually with the Liverpool fan. I think that might have been you. It's just, I mean, you're not a Liverpool fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Every week you're just a new fan. Also, <laughs> I was on the East Coast. Like. <laughs> Someone was mentioning that they just keep trying with Moreno. It's literally like they never stop trying Wait, with Moreno. They gave him a year off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give you a year to think about what Come you've done. <laughs> um, Salah then grew into the game slowly with Firmino. He. I mean, for a debut, he did brilliantly. He scored a goal and he got a penalty, which Firmino scored. Um, so you know, overall, Liverpool did score the goals that we kind of were all waiting for them to to do. They're gonna they're gonna be a high scoring team, even without Coutinho. But the problem is, again, always gonna be the defending. Um, they went three two up, which was you know fantastic, seeing how bad they defended, and then they still couldn't see it out. Um, equalizer very very late on for three three. Sorry, who took Liverpool's penalty? Firmino, he's the new uh, designated. Okay. Yeah, FPL. Stuff, was it? Man. Was it? Oh, Milner. But no, Milner. Yeah. But Milner is not. Yes. Yeah. And now they decide where the left back experiment is done. Right? Yes. Okay. Um, so you know, um, not a, not the best start for Liverpool. I was. I mean, last week we had Omar on the on the pod um, in you guys' absence, and he did say that top four for Liverpool was a very very realistic thing. Not if Coutinho leaves. And I don't I, know. I, I disagree with that. I think if Liverpool are to make the top four. It's not going to be about Coutinho. I think Coutinho is a brilliant, brilliant player. But I think Mane, I think Salah, I think even Lallana was very good last year. I think that's where they're going to pile on. Attack is not a problem. Like we said, defending is such a simple thing at times, but they make it look very, very complicated. And that's why they wanted Naby Keita in the midfield for the team dynamic. And they need something. They really, really do. I couldn't agree with that more. I, the thing is, if you keep Coutinho, you have to play him in central midfield now because you've got the front three, right, including Mane and, and Salah. Salah, which actually makes you defensively even more vulnerable than it does if you play Emre Chan, Wijnaldum and, uh, and Henderson. So 
even if they kept him, I don't think that actually helps them as much as signing some good defenders would. Well, that's the thing. I think their midfield is way too weak. I don't think a, mid- a combination of Chan, Van Aldem and, and Henderson can take you through 38 games of the season and Champions League and win your trophy. Like, I just don't think they're good enough for that. Uh, I think about- Omar was mentioning sorry, that Henderson is pretty much playing because he's captain at this point. He's really not adding that much to the team. He, he could... The point is, he could be easily upgradable. It's just, at this point, he's going to start. He's captain. It's really about who's going to be next to him. Here, here's a question I would have about the Liverpool midfield. When you look at, you know, Manchester United signing Matic, 29-year-old, whatever, 40 million. You look at Paulinho possibly going to, Bar- I think that's done now, to Barcelona. Yep. Sure, they're both 29-year-olds. My point is, 40 million gets you a dynamic, reasonable center midfielder. Could they have not spent that kind of money instead of pursuing aimlessly over the summer seventy million Nabiketa? No, it's a good point, and it looks like I mean rumors are today that they have registered interest, whatever the hell that means, in uh, Siri from uh, Nice, oh, yeah. which would make sense as, as, as a signing in central midfield area. But yeah, as we said, like, the defense it, it has got to be the main mm. thing at this point. Um, Next up is Chelsea 2, Burnley 3. We're not going to discuss this, but what we are going to do is hear from Feroz Ali, who is uh, from Toronto. And he is, I mean, look him up on Twitter. He makes brilliant, brilliant videos. He does content for Gold.com, UEFA, FC Bayern. He's a massive Chelsea fan, and we figured, let's hear from a Chelsea fan on Chelsea's loss in the opening game of the season. So here is Feroz. Hey, Alan Dakash, it's Feroz here from... Toronto. <laughs> so it's good to be back home and talk to you guys about Chelsea. Uh, the game, well, let's start off on the game against Burnley. Uh, personally, I thought, honest to God, I thought it would be, I wouldn't say a walk in the park, but I personally thought that Chelsea would end up with three points at least. Like a few minutes of the game, uh, Gary Cahill got a red card that changed the whole dynamic and the likes of Jeremy Boga, who was making his debut, really was really a big moment for him. And then when you see the captain of Chelsea get a red card and sort of ruin your debut, because then you get sacrificed and you have to come off, that sucked a lot. And then Christensen came on, who also made his debut, if I'm not mistaken, who um, was really good as well. Even though we conceded three goals at halftime, um, I still think that he did a good job. But then when when it was 3-0 at halftime, it was just... The feeling I got when it was 3-0 was the worst because that's when, even though before the season started, I personally said that Chelsea will not have a good season. But not good. I don't mean 10th place. I mean uh, something like 3rd or 4th. Thankfully, Morata came on in the 60th minute and the whole game changed. That He was a big difference. Sure, we lost, but he came on, scored a goal, instant impact. Not the best circumstances coming into it, right, with 10 men, considering you're making a Premier League debut. Uh, scored an amazing goal. And then... Uh, also scored a second goal, which was disallowed offside. That was a shame. And then in the 80th minute, amazing flick to David Luiz, who put it in. And then there was hope, like, you know, maybe we'll just make an insane comeback. But that did not happen. 
However, um, with nine men, 3-2, Burnley, two ways to look at it. Obviously, if it was 11-11, uh, the whole, uh, this whole video would be different. I'd be complaining, frustrated. I'm not that frustrated. It's just that, you know, the referee, I hate to play that card, the official card, but the referee was horrible. Uh, even though I sort of agree with the Gary Cahill sending off. Because once he goes studs up, that just pretty much, you're just asking for trouble. And then Fabregas, you know, obviously sarcasm with his clap. And then to send for that yellow card. And then the second one was a, a stupid tackle to make when you're on a booking. No complaints with that. But... The referee, other than that, oh my god. He gave Burnley the first yellow card in the 60th or 70th minute, even though they made similar challenges. No consistency. Everything was just brutal. But yeah, um, other than that, fingers crossed for a roller coaster of a season because that's what I think it's going to be. Uh, I was slightly less confident about Chelsea. I know this is going to sound bizarre. I was less confident about Chelsea before the Burnley game. But after the Burnley game, seeing how we played with nine men, even though, okay, sure, Fabregas got a red card right at the end. But I can say, I should say 10 men. And playing like that, second half with Alvaro Morata as a striker, without Hazard, without Bakayoko, without Pedro, without Moses, I think we will be, we will have a good season. And my prediction is also for Chelsea to be the team that goes the farthest in the Champions League, the furthest English team. So I think maybe semi-final or something. Um, yeah. Uh, I was good talking to you guys. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm going to listen to this podcast as well. So keep up the good work. And yeah, fingers crossed for an amazing season for the Blues. Thank you to Feroz for that. You can find him on Twitter at Feroz17, F-E-R-O-Z-E-17. I don't know why I said Z. I say Z. Anyway, look him up. Check out his videos. They're actually bloody unbelievable. Um, next up, Brighton nil, Manchester City 2. Um, I thought that they would get more goals than two. I mean, halftime was nil-nil, wasn't it? Yep. I, mean, I think Brighton put up a really good um, defense here, and, and City just did not look comfortable. Um, I mean, we were always wondering before the game how City would start. They have way too many players. They started with Jesus and Aguero up top. They started with 11, right? Yeah, they, they started with 11. Okay. Um, I mean, yes. Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> anyways, Ederson played in goal, and his first contribution was a really horrendous kick. So that wasn't very... Uh, it was an ominous sign. Yes. Um, but then they did play, I think it was Otamendi, Stones and company. Yeah. With Stones in the center of those three, which a lot of people were talking about, that it's not company. Um, and then he played Danilo at left back, yep. left wing back. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously Walker, Walker at right back. Um, and then in midfield they played Fernandino Silva. Silva who now looks like an eggplant. <laughs> I don't really understand what's going on with him. Last season... Which is, you know, a matter of like three, four months ago. He had a full head of hair. Yes. Now he's shaved it all off, but it looks like he didn't have it. Like, it looks like he was receding. I honestly thought it was Zabaleta. 
Like, honestly, <laughs> I was like, why is Zabaleta still there? Like, the first minute of the game. <laughs> I didn't actually know he was on the pitch. Yeah, it's I was hard. like, who is this? Like, I actually thought, who is this guy that they're, they're calling Silva? Bernardo? And then I thought, is it Bernardo Silva? He doesn't look like this either. No, <laughs> like, no. it was totally confusing. Yeah, we're going to find out he's doing it for charity and then all feel really bad. Yeah, he's not this doing it for true. charity. Um, I mean, uh, unless in solidarity with Pep. That would be something <laughs> else. Um, and then they have... Um, Jesus and Aguero up top, but I'm missing one more. De Bruyne, De Bruyne. of course. Who Jonathan Pierce was calling De Bruyne. Yeah, you think really by annoying. now you'd know. Anyways, not the point. Point is, City didn't look that comfortable. They did at the end score, but it was only really from a bad Brighton giveaway after they were quite comfortable in this game. Not a lot of chances, not a lot of saves for the Brighton keeper. Um, but then Aguero did, you know, good finish in the end. And then a second comical on goal. It was very cool. I mean, from the the header, he like, it was a header back. Was it Lewis Dunk? Well, he I don't know. I just and then know the that. goalkeeper just kind of his hands are in this. It was as if he was trying to play volleyball and scoop it, and then he messed it up. Yeah, was, I mean, he uh, basically was. It was like Jesus was defending him, and he like jumped over him to get the header. It was really weird. Um, was that was, was that better or worse than Mignolet's thing for Watford's equalizer? Anything is always better. always Mignolet. Yeah. Oh, always. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, always do you think he's gonna keep this whole Jesus Aguero thing two mm. up top? I don't. I don't see it. I think. I have, sometimes I think Pep tries to make a point. Yeah, I'm like stubborn. I, you know, I think he's trying it because Aguero is still very, very useful and very, very lethal. There's no denying that with his goal record. Jesus can be a little bit raw, but you know the talent is there. So I think he's gonna try it, but I don't think it will last. And I think if he watches this game. City moved the ball around very, very quickly, but to no avail. So yeah. he's going to have to figure out a plan B. And well, I, I mean, he we'll still has season. Bernardo Silva and the likes of Nasri, Sane. All I was surprised Sane, after the form of last season, doesn't get into this team automatically to provide that pace and well, stretch to the The defense. problem is in this system, yeah. you can only play him as a wingback. And he did come on for Danilo as a wingback, but like that's really all that's, you can do. Unless you a, play yeah. him as a false nine. Or yeah. yeah, that's the problem. Was He's not playing... I mean, it's not Aguero and two white players anymore where you could have played Sané and maybe Bernardo Silva. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, now he's stuck because they all need to be center mids. So it's all Fernando mm-hmm. Silva. If anything, Nasri seems to be the closest to come into the system because he's really the only center mid that they have out there. Um, it's just a bit of a shame because Sané is so direct, so impactful. You know, I think he could really do the business. I, I, I mean, obviously people don't know because they're not. <laughs> You're a big Sané fan. I'm a huge Sané fan. I thought, you know, when we were saying who was going to be the best player next season, and I thought Sané could be in there with a shot. It's a huge impact on City, but it doesn't look in this formation that he's going to play as much. This is the problem with City, and we talked about it recently when you are talking about fantasy football. And I yeah. know fantasy football is not actually that interesting, but the point is I love when, it, you, when you're looking at Manchester City, it's impossible to pick... It's really hard. It's not impossible. It's hard to pick players from City because there's so much rotation. You don't know yes. what system's going to be used. You don't know which lineup's going to go out. So, like, you're going to put Raheem Sterling in there? He might play 17 games this season. Yes. You just don't know. Yeah. And same with Sané. Sterling is another one. He came on at the end as a, as a number nine instead of, I think, Jesus it was or something. So, yeah, you never know how they're going to play. Um, Amex Stadium, though. Ooh. Gorgeous. That is buff. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous stadium. It just looked it. so good. I mean, the aerial views, they had a helicopter there and everything. And I was like... Really? Like, I have no clue. I think when the World Cup bid for England was going on, right. it was actually one of the, the, the stadiums that they had, they had set up to say this was going to be where we're going to host the game. I mean, it was phenomenal. You think, Brighton, what the hell's wrong with you? But it's a gorgeous, gorgeous oh, It's place. on the coast. You get fish and chips, go down the Amex. Lovely. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 
What is the Amex? It's the American called? Express. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah Amex. Okay. He said down the Amex. Oh, like the stadium. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Newcastle Spurs. So. The Sissoko Derby. <laughs> yeah. Um, who so they many were of them. <laughs> who Newcastle fans were booing, which doesn't make any sense because he got you 30-something million when he's worth like yeah. three. I mean, if anything, you've yes. got to cheer he, that. Every time he gets a ball, he just clapped the <laughs> hell out of him. <laughs> Um, but Newcastle are really a team I'm very interested in seeing how they would do this season um, because I think we were talking last pod they're really ends of the spectrum they can either become a dark horse and break into the top 7 or 10 or whatever or they can be battling relegation I, I, I disagree slightly yeah. I don't think there's any chance of them breaking into the no. top 10 and not because you know I think they have a very good manager what he, what he did last season to bring them up was brilliant but Mike Ashley came out and said that he cannot he doesn't have money to put into this football club anymore lies and Benitez <laughs> Benitez came out, in essence, without calling it out, said, this is terrible. Well, I don't have the funds to improve this team. They're trying to buy Hustle for $5 million. All it What takes, are we talking about here? All it takes is like 30 less buys a day. And you've already yeah. amassed something like 150 pounds. I mean, Mike Ashley's <laughs> lager bill alone would probably fund someone. Did I you, mean, wasn't it recently that he was at a pub and someone yeah, saw he, his... Yeah, he was hammered. <laughs> yeah, he's like 50,000 pound like, bill. Yeah, he, he actually went to court because he was lewd and intoxicated right. in public or something like that. And he was defending his drinking. It's like, what? Put that money into Newcastle. What's wrong right. with you? Fifty thousand pounds. That's one. You know, Marcus. What's his name's? Well, it's well, half a no, Jesse Dwight, Sorry, Dwight Gale for a yeah. week. Yeah, right? you know, exactly. that's your top striker. Keep him anyway. for another week. Um, so yeah, like the thing with Newcastle is their squad is decent. It, it's kind of it literally is a squad of players that are between Championship and Premier League yeah. level. Yeah. So it's really hard to tell, as you said, how they'll do. But you're right in that. So I was listening to something else recently, I can't remember what, but 46 points got you ninth place last season. Mm-hmm. That's, That's totally low. achievable. That's so low. Considering 40 is usually the aim to stay up. <laughs> yes. I mean, last season was quite bad at the bottom of the table. A lot of teams at the end just kind of stopped winning games for some reason. But yes, if 46 gets you ninth. Anyways, the Spurs um, Spurs did start to Soko and Dyer, who aren't really going to start in the long term. It's going to be Sun and... Wanyama. Wanyama, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't look that comfortable either, to be fair. Newcastle were, you know, in the game. Everything was fine mm-hmm. until Voldemort, with his stupid nose, <laughs> um, he decided to tread on Ali on the floor. For no reason. Absolutely no reason. And the ref was staring at him directly. I'll tell you what the reason is. Yeah. He's a moron. Yeah, well, that's... He's yeah. always been a moron. Yeah. Yes. Um, now he's a moron with a captain's armband. <laughs> Got a red card. That's Benitez mistake. was fuming. Absolutely fuming. Sorry, that's your fault, mate. Y- yeah. You know, back in the day, you'd be fined two weeks' wages by your manager for that stuff. But I mean, now, two weeks' wages doesn't really mean much because they're already so rich. I, I mean, yeah, when you, when you hear they've been fined like £5,000, you're like, oh, so... That, that's the one for being late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> training. But, um, but, so, just on, on Shelby, before we move off on him... Remember the video a few weeks ago of Bob Bradley being unveiled as LAFC's manager? Yeah. Yes. Imagine the two of them. <laughs> That's where they need to ship him off to. And then Michael. He looks more like his son than Bradley does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, on, on red cards, Harry Kane should have, should have gone. I don't yeah, remember. What are you probably. talking about? St- st- um, two-footed challenge in this game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm. Should have gone. Uh, by, the, by the rules, definitely should right. have gone. Wasn't it a slip or something? Like it was... No. Okay. Uh, Harry Kane got the superstar treatment. 
Okay. Which is okay. we're not going to send him off because he's, he's not, not that like that. It's the Rooney Rooney syndrome. Yeah. Really? Oh, oh yes. I mean, it's, def- oh, yes. it's definitely a syndrome. Rooney got that, mate. Rooney got oh, away with screaming, screaming <laughs> abuse at referees for years. Oh, I was talking about tackles. I don't think Rooney got away with any tackle. Nah. Yeah, same thing. But yes, Rooney does literally lip read, and he's in the ref's ear telling him to f <laughs> off every five seconds. Anyways, um, yes, with Kane, I mean, he's. Getting special treatment because he is special, um, more ways than one. But um, he did miss like three caneable chances. Caneable chances. Yes, let's wow. put it that way. And that was on the spot too. Wow. I promise. Not good, even written down. Good job. No, I, yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, this is the August curse of Harry Kane. He doesn't score at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just how it is. Typically, he doesn't play at the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah. So this is an upgrade. Now he's playing, but he's not scoring. Ali opened the scoring with a brilliant Ericsson ball in. Ericsson um, was at the heart of, again, it's like following on from the yeah. end of last season, the heart of absolutely everything. I think he's their best player. He is. Yeah. 100%. You don't think Dele Ali is the best player? No. Dele Ali is a very good finisher. He, mm-hmm. he tends to be on the end of moves. I'm not saying his build-up play isn't good too, mm-hmm. but Ericsson mm-hmm. is the heart of this team. Okay, I accept that. At least um, going forward. There was a little bit, there was a little bit rumor of yeah. uh, if Coutinho fails that Barca will launch an attack on uh, Ericsson. Oh, that would be... <laughs> Don't attack him. Sorry, it's the North Korea in, in, yeah. in me that... <laughs> no. I think Ericsson... is shooting missiles into the water off of Wembley. I think Coutinho, if they play him on the left and still get Ericsson for that number 10, I think that would be fantastic. They're yeah. really good players. Ericsson is fantastic. Um, assist to Ali. And then the next goal was Davies. Um, good finish from the left back. Yeah. Um, oh, the right back, who... Kyle Walker-Peters? Yes, sir. Um, so, you know... You can't write this. You can't write this. It, it, do you think they did it on purpose? Oh, <laughs> his parents? Like, like they were like, hold on a second. Kyle Walker, uh, you know, tragedy, he's left. No, uh, what's that word when uh, someone, uh, traitor, traitor, traitor. Mm. Well, we're going to add Peters. <laughs> just, <laughs> Bring yeah. in Kyle Walker just for fun. I think so. Some yeah. guy tweeted saying, I can't wait till Kyle Walker, Peter, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kyle Walker, Peters. Kyle Walker, Peters leaves and then they somehow come up with a Kyle Walker, Walker Peter, Peter Smith. Smith. <laughs> yeah. No, but the kid got man of the match. And and this is someone who, who allegedly has been kind of promising in the academy for a long time. Mm. But the, the, I'm not sure the plan was to have him in the first team this season. But he came in and he got man of the match. Well, I mean, the, the rumours are Aurier, apparently, mm. is on, um, on the move to Spurs, or that's the rumours anyway. So they do definitely need a right back, though. Um, I'm not sure who... I mean, Trippier is injured. Um, yeah. Dyer can cover yeah, there, but it's but, not ideal. Mm. But Aurier seems a weird choice, especially for Pochettino, who likes everyone to be disciplined and to follow exactly what he says. Not to mention the guy, you know, is on record as being homophobic and stuff, which isn't great for PR. And I mean, that, that's one thing, but he's probably earning double what he's going to get at Spurs because, according to Danny Rose, they can't 60, say that. He's also, I mean, to be fair to Danny Rose, he didn't approach it the right way, but nothing he said was, I don't think it was wrong. No, I everything he said was right. He deserves more money. He's on 65k a week. He's Probably, you could argue, the best left back in the league. So, like, there, there are a lot of things there, but Spurs will start to feel that stadium. And, and you know, Arsenal's been through it, other teams have been through it, and you will feel it. You can't pay your, the best players. That's why they're going to end up leaving to get more money. You're not going to win trophies because you're also not bringing in, like, new transfers. It might start to become a snowball effect, and Pochettino has a lot on his hands. And, you know what, Bernie, you did mention before, if it's anyone, you know, you'd rather it be him to take care of it because you have kind of that faith that uh-huh. he can. But I think the season will be challenging for him. They're, they're thin. The squad is thin. I just have to say, on Danny Rose, you're right. The squad is thin. I have nothing against anything. The only thing I, I, I don't like that he said was players you have to Google and everything. Because right. that is a slight on the manager. 
and the you know director of football, whatever that well, whole and, and system, his, and his teammates. Yeah. yeah, but everything else he said about himself and the wages, absolutely right. They no. they should step up and pay what the market rate is, even if we think it's ridiculous. They should step up and pay that. I mean, the question is, can they actually do it? Can well, they afford if they to can, do it? Then if they find can. a way out. But so here's a question: So they've also been linked with Davison Sanchez from Ajax, the centre back. Uh-huh. Does Danny Rose know who he is? Uh, only if he watched the Europa League final. Ooh, which you probably did, right? Probably not. Oh. <laughs> so they can't sign him. Forget <laughs> no. it. Um, all right, so, I mean, Spurs, obviously three points. They'll take it away from home. Um, we'll see We'll see how that goes for them. It's the next game is Chelsea at Wembley. Yeah, yeah, that, that should be fun. <laughs> the League Cup final. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the League Cup final. All the Cup finals. Um, last, but definitely not least, it looks like this season, um, United beat West Ham 4-0. Looked very good. Very in control of the game to start off, and then when they had the opportunity to kind of just spring on West Ham, they did, and they took it um, in full force, scoring four goals. So rampaging, yeah, ferocious performance. And it's funny because we have Feroz, so Feroz ferocious. <laughs> yeah. But I, it's one game, and I'm trying to tell people not to get carried away. But I mean, last season he beat Swansea four-one first game of the season. Did we? Yeah. Last so season? People are making that comparison. It, I thought yeah. that was when Moyes. No, that was Moyes. Really? We didn't do that oh, last season. Maybe season uh, before. We then. probably drew, but whatever. No, we beat Bournemouth 3-1 in Bournemouth. But uh, 3-0. Anyway, the point I is, in terms of performance, mm. even those games where we beat Swansea 4-1 under Moyes, it was <laughs> slow, lethargic, and you just scored goals as a matter of being Manchester United. This was different. This was pace. This was power. This was control. This performance... I I would get I, I'm telling you I don't think I've seen this in two years. It's Mourinho's biggest win four nil um, with with uh, United since he took over. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing is, with again similar to City, I wasn't sure how United were going to start the game in terms of formation because he did play three at the back against Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he was kind of trying that out. He went back to his regular four three three this game. Mata started. I don't think a Mata lot of started people, in the three instead of yeah, Herrera. I don't think mm-hmm. no 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 Mata started on the right. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't expect Mata to start the game, to be fair. I didn't know if it was going to be Rashford or Martial. It's going to happen. He went with the Rashford, which is a good decision. Rashford, I think someone on Twitter was saying Rashford has all the build up play, not the, like he didn't have the finishing this game. Martial was literally the opposite. He maybe lacks the build up slightly, but he mm-hmm. will finish. So it's kind of a balance between those two. And then obviously you have Matic and Pogba, who bust. The, I mean, sure, it's Mark Noble and West Ham, but you can only beat what's in front of you. And they bossed the midfield. Matic, I thought was man of the match. I, I, I see. I don't. I don't. I don't buy that. This United thing is United fans are saying is it's only West Ham. West Ham are not horrendous. Yes, they are. Yeah, like, they are. I mean, they put up good performances against teams, including Arsenal and things like last season, even I mean, against I, us. But I'm saying when you look at the makeup of that midfield and what we had last season, we weren't able to break teams down like that. Yeah. About Burnley, West Ham, you know, people like that. But Matic. Li- he dribbled past four guys. Yes. It was, it's like what Matic is doing that I've seen him do in the three or four games he's played is different from what he does at Chelsea. Chelsea, he literally sits, com- is combative and passes the ball. He's actually playing with the level of freedom that I would never expect Jose Mourinho to give Matic. It's which, very, very strange. Which is interesting because when he, gets, when he got brought in, the whole narrative was he's there to free up Pogba in the, the in the sense that you put him next to Herrera and then Pogba has the free role. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened in this game. He went 4-2-3-1, Pogba and, and Matic sharing all the responsibilities. Which I think actually makes sense because Pogba isn't a 10. Mm-hmm. For a start, his physicality means that yeah. you, have, you should have him box-to-box because if you don't, you're wasting that power, yeah. right? 
And, and so I think this makes sense. But my question is, does that mean it will be a case of like Herrera in the big games inverting the triangle, so to speak, and then Mkhitaryan or Mata in the... In the big the games, Ander Herrera will play because tactically, Ander Herrera is just smart. In the big games, you see him man-mark players, and Mourinho loves to do that. Have a guy man-mark someone, and he, every time he's actually done that, he's been spectacular at doing that. So he's going to play those games, but I think when you need to break a team down, we need to break that small team down, you're going to have Matic, Pogba, and just look at the pace. Like This yeah. is what I was saying when I said earlier that I don't want Morata in the team because... It's a little Zlatan-ish in tricks and skill and whatever. You just need someone to hold up the ball, bring the people into play, and just run. And that's what they did. I think what we're, what we're seeing is Mourinho, slight, I think, slowly realizing that to win games in the Premier League, especially against the lower sides, you need to go attacking. He tried to win games last season against lower opposition slightly by still defending. In this, this time, he went Pogba next to Matic, which means one less defensive player. Pogba loves to go forward. We saw it like 2-0. Pogba wasn't even next to Matic anymore. He was mm-hmm. done. He was like, I'm having fun up here. Um, and also, at halftime, it was 1-0. People were wondering, is Mourinho now going to sit? Is he going to bring on that Herrera and Fellaini very early on and just sit on it? No. He allowed them to express themselves. He allowed Rashford to continue playing. And, you know, United got their just reward. And look at yeah. look at the defense. Yeah. Sure, you can tell me the whole third best defense in the league, whatever. But if you look at Bailly and Jones, it's that thing where I like to say, how much cover do you need? When you look at how just dominant they were in this game, you didn't need that. Is Lindelof going to come in for Jones? I think eventually Lindelof will come in for yeah. Jones. After watching him a little bit, he's one of those cultured players Blind? likes to pass the ball. Going to stay at left back? Or no, sh- Luke Shaw will start. Yeah. When Luke Shaw is fit, Luke, Luke Shaw will play. And then right back Valencia, obviously. Yeah, he's, Valencia, he's there's nothing to do there. So, Lukaku. Obviously, everyone was waiting for that. Every other debutant had scored. Salah, Lacazette, oh, yeah? Morata, True. all the big guys. So, everybody was waiting to troll Lukaku for not doing it. He came up. His first, oh, first goal. First of all, Rashford's Mazia run was brilliant. And then the pass. his little pass, which was basically almost... In the same move as a step. It wasn't a separate move. It was mm-hmm. brilliant. Yep. Um, put it in Lukaku. Lukaku finished it just Only off the post. It was brilliant. And then the second one, like he basically showed the plan A and the plan B in this game. Mm-hmm. The first one from a counter-attack, the second one from a free kick header. I think he's I think he's gonna score bucket loads if, if United keep providing There him were two goals. things about the goals that he scored. So the, the one that Rashford assisted, he pointed to where he wanted the pass to be. That's a good striker. That's what you want. Someone who runs in behind. That's what United have not had compared to last season. Yeah. And if you look at the Matic, I don't know if you guys recognize this. Matic was right next to him. Matic, Matic actually, went from defense and ran the whole way. And he created, you know when you overlap to create the space and drag the defender away? It's just the guy is honestly even better than I thought he was. And that allows Lukaku to be as good as he can. No, true, true. He did take the, the attention of the defender away from, from kind of just being on Lukaku. And it helped a lot. But the finish, the finish, I mean, mm-hmm. it was brilliant. And this, this is very important for Lukaku because he needs that confidence. He, you know, he was pointing at the badge. He, he's now part of this. And I think this will really kind of kick off. Agree. Um, Joe Hart's rubbish still. Yep, still, and he really should lose his English spotlight. Oh, well, I don't so think bad. he was at fault for it. Oh, come any on. Goals, so. I think. The re- goal. Rewatch it. Rewatch it. Like, like, which one? All of them. He's so bad. I mean, getting beaten at your near post, I understand. You should never get beaten at your near post. But the header, nothing you could do about it. Mm. That was poor defending because Lukaku got through two center backs. Like, why? Yeah, that was bad defending, definitely. But the, the free kick came from, I think, Katarian was brilliant. Um, anyways, um, let's. 
move on. But for the record, I do think he's trash. <laughs> not trying to defend him because I like him. I just, I just think he's trash. I, I liked Adrian a lot. I'm not sure why they needed a keeper. Anyways, um, West Ham, I don't know. We're not going to talk about them too much, but you think, you think they're going to be fighting relegation this season? No. Mid uh, table. They might. I think they might. I think they might. Their defense looks so bad. Yeah. They, they, year on year, they managed to not sort out their defense. It's really quite impressive. Like Zabaleta <laughs> was their best player in this game. Yeah, he he is their best defender, really. When you look across the line, like I'm sorry, he's Winston their best Reed. defender, and he was done by both Marcel and Rashford. Right, it was sad. It was. It sad. was like watching a horse that needed to be put down. <laughs> he's got and like, the horse was the best defender. He's got double their age on him. Like obviously, oh, they're gonna rinse it was every bad. time. Anyways, let's um, let's move on to other little games before we uh, stop talking about the Premier League here. Um, Everton beat Stoke one 0 and this is, this is only relevant because Rooney came back, scored the goal, whatever. Fourth, I don't know how many years later um, since 13, leaving 13. Everton. Thirteen years later, um, a really good. I mean, if you watch the goal from the start, he starts the build oh, yeah. up. He yeah, plays yeah. it out wide. He sprints into the box asking for that it. That was and the then most impressive part. I didn't yeah. know he could still run that fast. I didn't know he could jump that high. Yeah, no. <laughs> but It's all the physical attributes. He must have new shoes. Overall, yeah. I thought he played very, very well. Yes. I, I think that's the best he's played in two years. <laughs> Funny enough. Two, yeah. Like, like, literally two years. And that was... And who... Calvin... Lewin? Kuman Kuman is strange to me. Like, I mean, he, he, spent, he spent all this money, right? Yeah. And then he's like... Sandro Ramirez, Calvin, I forget it. He's a striker. He played him as a wing back in this game. Calvert Lewin. I I can't remember how to say it. Sure. But anyway, and then it's like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with him. I like the kid from watching him, but it's just like, all that money. And you you kind of feel like they didn't spend anything. Well, that's what, that's Kuman's line is net spend is only 7 million. It was like, yeah, because you sold Lukaku for all the money <laughs> in the world. So, um, so everything beats Stoke there, 1-0. Um, you know, always good to see Stoke lose, I think. Yes, and and Stoke are about to sign Jesse Rodriguez, which is bloody hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Mark Hughes' record of getting anything out of good Boyan players 2. is terrible. Yeah. Um, Southampton and Swansea, 0-0. Southampton had 27 shots on target. That's that brought to you by Roche. Um So, yeah, 27 shots on target. Couldn't... Score. I don't know if that's good Swansea defending or just horrendous finishing from Southampton. Lucas right. Fabianski for the win. I, I think he's great. He is. Anyways. It goes to show they can keep a clean sheet without Van Dijk. Hmm. Yeah, but it's, again, it is Swansea. <laughs> I think next week are going to get absolutely murked by United. Um, West Brom beat Bournemouth 1-0. My boy, Higazi, the Egyptian centre-back on loan. Mm, what, killed a, it. what a huge man. He's 6'5". They're oh all 6'5". All of West Brom prayers are 6'5". He's a mountain. He's so tall. <laughs> that header, he destroyed yeah. everything. Listen, at that height, you get a move to United in a year. Oh the, my god, true. The, the ball was crossed at post height, like bar height, and he headed it down. <laughs> it was crazy. It's the football equivalent of a slam dunk. <laughs> yes. Huddersfield um, 3, Crystal Palace 0. Yay. Frank DeVore making a pig's ear of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was quite bad. Um, but, I mean... The, his counterpart, Wagner, yep. um, Klopp's best friend. He, I, I mean, I'm only interested in him because I saw a documentary about him recently. He was Klopp's assistant, their best friends, yada, yada, yada. This is his first ever game in top flight football anywhere. This is a disgrace for Crystal Palace. Yeah. Like, let's just call it what it is. But Huddersfield, what a crazy start to, I think, their first Premier League game in like 45 years or something like that. It's insane. So They it, were sixth. It's a party. They it's, made it through the playoffs. Yeah. Yes. And they absolutely manhandled Crystal Palace. Yes. Who were managed by a guy who's won the Dutch League four times in a row. Like, this is a disgrace of epic proportions. Who have Benteke, who have Zaha, who have... We need Tony Adams' consortium now. 
Just one point on Huddersfield striker Mounier, who they bought in, I think, from Montpellier in the summer. Top 13 four. million. Absolutely destroyed Palace. Yes. <laughs> Two brilliant goals. And yep. that's with like three open goal misses. Yes. <laughs> like he, he's that guy. He's got he had like three open goal misses and two brilliant finished goals. So um but yeah, great for them. That that you know, Huddersfield has been at a party for what four or five months now. Um, yeah. the party yeah. continues. Yeah. Okay, I think that pretty much sums it up for the Premier League. Except Bernie, you actually had a point you wanted to discuss before we move on from the Premier League, which was the transfer window, apparently, according to your in-the-know sources, they are uh, debating whether they should vote to close the summer transfer window before the season starts. Yeah. Uh, I, for I don't one, know say when, I. I agree with that. Yes. I don't know when the vote's supposed to happen, but uh, I literally saw it before I got in the car to come here. I haven't been mailed my ballot yet. Oh, yeah, you're getting it soon. You're, 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 you're English. You'll get it. <laughs> But um, I, it it only makes sense. Like this it's, actually, yes. it's one of those things that you think, "Wow, how, why hasn't this been brought up before?" Well, people talk about it every year. Yeah, yeah. they never do it, it I and don't it makes understand. absolute sense. Like the season has started; it's over. Yeah. these are the players you're gonna play with. It, it should be as simple as that. You should not be cup tied for any reason, no. for anything, True. or like no. It's just, just Anyways, it let's let's hope they do vote. For, for but then what does Wenger do? How did he know how to, how to oh, adjust Levy the Ars- well. Arsenal squad? Yeah. The scramble would just happen like oh, two yeah. weeks ago. Wenger only adjusts his squad after the first game and he realizes, oh my god, I'm not yeah. prepared. We conceded four. <laughs> <laughs> Let's buy a defense. All this means is no one gets to go on holiday in May and June. Yes, like, that's Instead true. of waiting a couple of weeks, they just start immediately. That is true. Um, Alright, let's move on to Momo of the Week. Yeah, I need to breathe for a second. <laughs> Abu Momo. <laughs> One thing we are no sure, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. All right, so Momo of the week brought to you by Open Sports, which is an app that allows you to find pickup sports around town yep. for all different kind of sports. So, guys, what idiots or fools do you have for us this week, Alex? Um, I actually don't know. Who do I have? You have Phil Neville. Ah, right. So Phil Neville was talking about someone, I don't know who, and he can't count. Listen to the clip. Because there's a period at Everton where the supporters got on his back. He was a local kid, and, and look, he tried, I thought he was trying to out at times. He so desperately wanted to, one, score goals, one, play well, one, be the star, two, four, play for England. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Rooney, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. and you need to see his face. One, score goals. One, be the star. Two. One, do something. Two, four. Oh. <laughs> He's so nervous. It's just not his, it's not his place. He, he actually is a smart person. Right. Like, I, he really is, he but is. that was dumb. This well, is the best Phil Neville moment since he said he was going for a something on the beach in Valencia. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, great. Uh, Remember that? Yeah. He was learning Spanish at the time. Yeah. Um, who else Maybe do he have? was trying to count. He, he has languages confused. He has issues. He has, definitely has issues. Um, what else do we have? Um, I don't remember the other one. No? Uh, this is the most fluid Moomoo of the week. Did that make us Moomoo's? Yeah. I think that was it. Did we have a second one? No, we more? did. Do we need one uh, after Phil Neville? Oh, 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 I remember. Okay. It's, um, I think it's MLS. Alex thinks it's Kaka. Okay. Mm, right. Yeah. So, um, here's what happened. Uh, New York Red Bulls playing um, Orlando. Orlando. And uh, end of the game, I believe... Well, anyway, it doesn't matter who won. End of the game, 94th <laughs> minute. Uh, there's a bit of a shambles. Melee, pushing, whatever. Right. And... 
Kaka, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Rollins or something? Yeah, they used to be teammates. And they joke, joking around, Kaka puts his hand over Rollins' mouth, kind of in an aggressive manner. Yeah, jokingly kidnapped. They're laughing about it. So yes. clearly, you know, after the skirmish that happened earlier, it was fun. But MLS just introduced VAR a couple weeks ago, which yes. has apparently been working really well. Mm. I think it worked poorly here because the referees reviewed it and gave Kaka a red card for this incident. Alex believes Kaka is a mumu, and I'm going to allow Alex to defend himself. Kaka cannot assume the referee knows that he is friends with this guy and that they're just joking around. Even if he sees it on VAR and he sees them smiling, Kaka still committed an aggressive red card offence. And like... The ref seeing the guy smile afterwards isn't going to change his decision if he doesn't know it's a joke. Right. So basically what happened here is that VAR did his job, but the referee still made a mistake. But, is, but it's not a mistake. But like, how does he know? He I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because when they review the video, like we get to review after games and things, they see both of them laughing and joking about it, Apparently which clearly right. states to you as a viewer, oh, maybe, maybe that was an inside joke. Why would I give a card for that? On a serious note, though, outside of the whole Momo thing, I think it's really smart from MLS to bring things in like VAR before everyone else to kind of shed some light yes. on the league. So everybody's talking about VAR. Oh, let's go see how it's working in MLS. People are talking about blah, blah, blah. I think that's a very smart tactic to get attention mm-hmm. to the league. Just put things in before FIFA make it a I thing. I agree. Sorry, to bring it back to Momo just, just quickly. Yeah. The reason why I got really annoyed with Alex on the thread when he brought this up <laughs> was just personal to me. Okay. When I was nine years old, I was playing a game, and I slapped one of my friends on the back of the head as a joke, and we laughed right. about it, and he, the ref gave me a red card. Oh, no way. Literally. He, like, but he ref, f- the ref was his dad. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I, okay. I was like, yeah. hello. Wait, did he know you? He knew me very personally. He'd been to, you'd been to his house. But again, we were joking and laughing and he couldn't discern the difference. There was no VAR at the time. No, no. But apparently it wouldn't have helped anyway. Yeah, so trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Abu Momo. (laughs) One thing we are no sha, Momo no fit sleep forever. One day Momo go wake up. Alright, so since we rambled on about the Premier League, what we're going to do for the next few topics is cap it at 30 seconds. Everyone's going to pick a topic. Alex, uh, Bernie will start us off with El Clasico, then Alex will talk about Neymar's debut, and I'll talk about the uh, Serie, well, the Italian Super Cup. You're not on the clock yet, man. It's fun. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels tense. Um, when you hear this sound, that was easy. It means we got to move on. Alright, sure. so, Bernie, yep. start us off. All right, so El Clasico, uh, Spanish Super Cup, terrible first half, hated everything about it. But second half shows up, and Madrid, wow, completely dominated everything. Hey, my time. So Marcelo plays the ball over, PK with an own goal, absolute shams of a defender, but that's just me. Um, and then uh, Suarez with a horrendous dive, penalty should never have been given. Ronaldo comes on the pitch, wonderful goal, Viva Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets a second yellow for a dive, which was not a dive. It was actually a foul. But prior to that, I got a That's yellow for celebrating. Sorry. And yeah, El Clasico. Asensio. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Neymar's debut against Guillaume or Guingamp or I don't know. Guingamp. Anyway, sure. Um, PSG 
are bloody stacked now. Cavani, Di Maria, Neymar was the front three. You've got Thiago Motta, Rabiot and Verratti as the central midfield three, assuming that Matuidi is out the door. Thiago Motta, Renaissance, how long has he been alive? It's mental. You might want to get to Neymar. <laughs> sure. Neymar is really, really good. You got an assist and a goal. The through ball for Cavani was sumptuous. Other bits and pieces. And he finally scored at the end and everyone celebrated. That was easy. Alright, the... Uh, I need that piece of paper. <laughs> um, that Italian Super Cup. So, Juve versus Lazio. Um, Juve, early domination. Um, really had the game. They could have scored a gazillion goals, but they didn't. Lazio then came back with two goals from uh, Immobile. Immobile fell for the first penalty. Buffon getting a yellow. And then Immobile, brilliant header for the second. Lazio 2-0 up. Juve come roaring back um, with two goals. Dybala with a brilliant free kick mm. and then a penalty. Um, which should have taken the game to whatever the Italian Super Cup rules are, uh, but it didn't. I think pens. Sure, at 2-2. Um, but what actually happened is Lazio scored a very, very late winner. Oh. That was easy. Great. Boom. Done. Technical ah, Everybody take a breather. <sighs> okay. So I, I might have went five seconds over. But anyway, let's, talk about, <laughs> let's talk about TFC. Match fixing. Um, <laughs> before we, we end the pod. Um, I was at the game. Um, Roche was also at the game. Um, TFC beat Portland 4-1. Again, wait, wait, wait. You guys went to the game? I went to the game. Roche was like volunteering. I actually went. I had a free ticket. How did I miss all of this information? Yes. Oh, my phone. That's yes. right. <laughs> Your phone is messed up for a bit. Um, the second half was brilliant. First half, nil-nil. Very boring. TFC kind of played into Portland's hand by not playing short. They kept playing long, and it just ruined the, all the momentum. Was it Michael Bradley doing that? or Bradley did it... It was pretty much Bradley, yeah. <laughs> um, I was just guessing. Yeah. Um, second half, though, was much better. Short passing, played really well. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see Raheem Edwards, which was a shame. I really wanted to see him. But Morrow coming up with a big goal. Uh, two goals, I think. Two. It was. Yeah. The second um, one. He, he is an underrated... I don't actually... It's not underrated. He's he's just a very good finisher for a left back. Yes. Like, he's, his finishing on left and right foot are uh, immense. Um, so, yeah. So, TFC going 4-0 up... Um, which is, it's, it's good to see, I think neither Javinko or Alto are scoring goals in four, which is... It was I great think. team play. And Vasquez, yes. my oh, God, Vasquez I is, love Vasquez. Oh, he he, he was so good. Different class on the field. He literally, you could see him see things happen seconds before everyone else. It was brilliant. I, I'm, I, I just wonder, in, in terms of Vasquez, is that this Toronto FC scouting network has been fantastic the last couple of years. They need, they deserve a lot of credit because... No, no one. I didn't know who he was. No one saw that. Saw this guy coming. So yeah, no, for sure. Um, I I think they've done it. I mean, you you can talk about the scouting kind of on the more established players like Vasquez, and you can talk about the kind of the youth as well. And Raheem mm-hmm. Edwards, they've really done both ends of the spectrum really yeah. well. They're not the best thing when you're watching these games. That Juvinko moments of brilliance are a bonus. They're yes. an extra now. They're not a main ingredient. He's They're not hundred percent carrying the team. Yes, yes, which is brilliant to see. And 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 he's not. Also, he's not an egoist. There's not. He's yes. celebrating with the team when he's providing assists and just involved in the build-up play. There's nothing individual about his play. That is actually one of the highlights from this game that it took away is that when that goal that they all kind of chipped in for mm-hmm. the brilliant passing goal, I think the third one um, or the second one, I was quite surprised at, at how hard he was celebrating like a third and, and that he didn't score. I was really happy. Vasquez scored and Vasquez kind of... Uh, dove into his arms and Jovinko's like hugging him from behind it was really nice to see and you're right he is he's so into this project he's so into it he's not there like he's done this is this is what he's doing now 
Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, bringing someone like Vasquez in is in, in some ways, you know, what the team needed, but also it's a gift for Jubinko yeah. to have someone else playing at his level to be able to. And we saw the result of that in the kind of, that, you know, that goal that you're talking about it. That was Tiki Taka, yeah. basically. They're yeah. flicking it around on the edge of the box like it's no one. Vasquez you know. bringing some of the Barcelona with him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and Marky Delgado with the deserved fourth. He he plays the kind of the the you know the shuttling role in this team, and he does a lot of work, and he he deserved it. Is that nice. is that what box the box is called in MLS? Shuttling role. Sure. Okay. He's uh, the uh, shuttlecock. You talk about Vasquez bringing out the Barcelona at this rate, they could probably use him. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> yes. true. Yes, I mean, if you tell Barcelona fans at this point that they're signing Paulinho and Vasquez, I think some of them will jump off the roof. You mean um, De La Feo is playing on left? Yes, the and De La Feo is going to play. The problem is Xavi, uh, all, all wise Xavi, has said that he doesn't think Barcelona should re-sign players that they've let go before. Uh-huh. Serious question, though. Jovinko could do a role there. Actually, it's not a question, it's a statement. 100% <laughs> on the left, yeah. We got Paco Alcacer. Like, <laughs> Alright, that sums it up for our first Week of very, very, very exciting football. We've got a. That was yes. easy. Um, I will stop talking very soon. Uh, we do have a quiz coming up on Wednesday. Yes. Our fourth. That's. I mean, two milestones here. First, this is the second season, the uh, second episode of our fifth season. Mm-hmm. Crazy to say that. Yep. And our fourth quiz. Yeah. So, you know, cool stuff. If you want to see what we sounded like five years ago, <laughs> yeah, scroll down the SoundCloud. Check a long out. way down the SoundCloud. <laughs> and, you know, if anyone wants to send us, you know, cake or some kind of gift for these milestones, that would be lovely. That would be. Yeah, at Trivia Night. Please make cake available. Yes. Nice. All right. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.